0: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. It is uh, Monday, September the 19th, 2022, and uh, it's Monday morning. So here we go, off and running. We are um, walking our way through the Psalms, so we're on Psalm 12 today. Uh, thank you for the compliments for the message. Appreciate that. Mark and Diana, good morning. Linda, Miss Simmons, good morning. Um, And so we're walking through the Psalms, so Psalm 12 today, and we're also doing daily readings uh, from C.S. Lewis, uh, a book entitled um, A Year with C.S. Lewis, Daily Readings from His Classical Works. And so naturally, today is the 19th of September, so we'll be reading a section called Real Temptation, Hmm. an excerpt from uh, Mere Christianity awesome good morning everybody good morning joseph welcome everybody appreciate you guys taking time to be on today kind of spend some time with the word of god and with each other getting the uh getting this week off started off right yes indeed all right well let's do it let's jump in you know what we do we read we pray we change the world let's see what uh the lord has to say to us through uh through his word psalm 12 here we go turn on that guitar music a little bit you know what i'm saying turn that not guitar music a little bit um help lord for no one is faithful anymore Hmm. does seem like that sometimes right like i mean this was written obviously long time ago but there i mean faithfulness is not exactly a high value in our culture today either, right? Loyalty? Not so much. I mean, you know, we we uh just look at the things that we like, you know, just the products we use or the places we visit. I mean, so many so many times it's it's not really based on loyalty. It's based on uh economics <laughs> and convenience, right? Is it cheap and is it convenient? Uh, not so much on, um, loyalty. I mean, honestly, even in the church world, we talk about that all the time, right? Like, I mean, um, even in the church world, we see people, you know, just jumping from church to church or, you know, it's not based on loyalty or devotion or commitment to a community. It's often, uh, based on convenience and are they doing what I want them to do? (laughs) What I like. I had a guy, I had a guy, I shared this on, on, on I think at Bayside one time, but I had an elderly man say something to me, uh, his name's Bill. And I, some of the best wisdom that I'd ever heard. And I never heard anyone actually articulate it this way. And I was like, wow, that was golden. That was golden wisdom right there. He said this, he said, I wouldn't go to a church that always did what i wanted because they're probably doing something wrong <laughs> what yeah he said you know what I, I i i decided a long time ago i was not going to go to a church that did everything i liked and everything i wanted because i'm imperfect and if there, are i find a church that's doing everything that i like the way i like it and doing everything that i want the way i want it i'm not, i'm I don't think I'm going to go there because they're probably, they're probably doing something wrong because they're doing everything I like. Then they ain't doing something right. (laughs) I thought what I've been in ministry almost 30 years. I've never heard anyone actually say that I've heard the reverse said, I'm not going to go to a church. that doesn't like do what I like or play the music I like or preach the way I like, or the services are at the same, the length that I like and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. I've heard that. I've heard that plenty over the years. I never heard anyone say, I'm not going to go to a church that does everything the way I like it. Because if they do, they're probably doing it wrong. Come on, somebody. Man, come on. You're all quiet out there. Why are you all quiet out there? And you know, like, ooh, hello. You out there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but help, Lord, for no one's faithful anymore. Those who are loyal have vanished from the human race. Wow. He feeling bad about it, isn't he? When you find someone who's loyal, man, and you find uh, uh some people that are loyal, you, you cling to them, man. That's that's a you found something you found the treasure right there. Everyone verse 2 lies to their neighbor. They flatter with their lips, but harbor deception in their hearts. You know. <laughs> You know, in the front of their face, like, oh, hey, honey, how you doing? But I miss you. You, oh, you, oh, you look so good today. Oh, hi, honey, how you mom and them? Then they turn around and walk away. They, oh, I can't stand that. Let mm, Get out my. What's she even doing over here? <laughs> that's how that goes. <laughs> uh, that's how that goes. Too often, <laughs> everyone lying to their neighbor. I don't know. Some places worse than others. Verse three: May the Lord silence all flattering lips and every boastful tongue. Those who say, "By our tongues we will prevail; by our lips, we our lips will defend us." Who is Lord over us? We're just gonna talk our way out of anything. That's what they say. Who go? What the Lord gonna do? He. We're just gonna talk our way out of anything. Our tongues will prevail. Our lips will defend us. Who is the Lord over us? Hmm. Because the Lord, uh, because the poor, sorry, because the poor are plundered, and the needy groan. I will now, I will now ri- arise," says the Lord. Ooh, so the Lord has taken note. Um, the Lord has taken note of the needs of the poor that are being plundered, and the uh, the needy. I will now arise. Yeah, welcome everybody. Hi, Deborah, Trevor. You guys be careful in the car. Heading home back to Virginia. It's a long trip. Uh, the Lord still speaking says, "I will protect them from those who malign them." Hmm. That's awesome. Verse six, and the words of the Lord are flawless. Wow, it's good to be reminded of that. Like like silver purified in a crucible, like gold refined seven times. How about that? The words of the Lord are flawless. You can't, like, they're perfect. That's why we That's why we submit ourselves and, and dedicate ourselves to learning the Word of God, right? Because the Word of, Terry's words, they flaw they, they are full of flaws. Y'all know that. Y'all like, mm-hmm, my goodness, I can't understand half what that boy's saying anyway. I only get about half of what he's saying. I can't lie. He's hard to understand. But he is trying to read the Bible, so we'll give him a minute. (laughs) Uh, But the word of the Lord? Flawless. Flawless. It's like silver purified in a crucible. And it's like gold refined seven times. It's pure. The word of God is uh is um uh, is effective. It's uh it's been proven. It's been um it's been tried and proven. It's it's uh it's um uh, it's infallible. It cannot fail. Yeah. The words of the Lord are flawless. Verse six. You know that the longest the longest chapter in the Bible is based on, is about the the words of the Lord, about the word of God. Psalm 119, the longest chapter in the entire Bible, is de- dedicated to the words of the Lord. Hmm. So, if you ever want to just like be reminded of like the truth of the gospel, the truth of the word of God, just flip over to chapter uh, 119 in the book of Psalms, and it's all about uh, the word of God. It goes on for a lot of verses. I think of well over 100 verses, if I'm not s- my- mistaken. Let me just take a look real quick. Let me just see how many verses are in 119. Sword drill, sword drill to 119 real quick. Here we go. Uh, there are hmm, at least 60. There are, let me, man, pages are sticking together. There are, whoa. Hundred and thirty, uh, hundred and sixty. There's a hundred and seventy-six verses in Psalm one nineteen. Whoa, a hundred and seventy-six verses, and it's all about the Word of God. Well, I'm just gonna grab one real quick right here. I'm just gonna grab one right here. May may. May my cry come before you, Lord. Give me understanding according to your word. Hmm. Verse 154. Defend my cause and redeem me. Preserve my life according to your promise. Verse 137. You are righteous, Lord, and your laws are right. Verse 133. Direct my footsteps according to your word. Let no sin rule over me. I'm just picking, I'm just picking some out of 119. You know, so ever you just want to just hear what the word of the Lord what about some of the Bible? Here you go. May your uh, verse 46 or 41 of uh, Psalm 119, 41. May your unfailing love come to me, Lord, your salvation according to your promise. Verse 49, remember your word. To your servant, for you have given me hope. Mm-hmm. See, that's beautiful. Yeah, so one well, Psalm 119. Anyway, so that that that's the same idea is reflected in uh Psalm 12, verse 6. And the words of the Lord are flawless, like silver purified in a crucible, like gold refined seven times. You, Lord, will keep the needy safe and will protect us forever from the wicked. Hmm. He's going to protect you, man. He's going to protect you. Don't you don't you ever doubt that. He will protect you. God is our shield and shelter. Yeah. He will protect you forever from the wicked who freely strut about when what is vile is honored by the human race. Hmm. Wow, that's a that's a reason for thought, right? Like, um, I I think we as Christians we have to be very aware. Like, in our culture today, it's so I don't know. We we're we're so interconnected, right? And we're so we we so often live in the same worlds because of media and technology. We have to be careful as believers in Jesus that we are not honoring the same vile things that the ungodly are, are honoring. I, I think I see that a lot. Like I see that in our our, our conversations and like just Political discourse and current events and just contemporary conversation. It just, I see believers who claim the name of Jesus honoring the same attitudes and behavior and arrogance and pride that the ungodly honor. And um, I just don't think it's supposed to be like that. <laughs> I just don't think we're supposed to be honoring the same thing that the ungodly honor. I just don't think we're supposed to just be a um cheering the same things they cheer um I just think we need to be here's crazy here's crazy I think we maybe ought to be a little maybe it'll be a little salt and light mm. like 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 salt and light um like uh, being people who actually don't um here you go hate your enemies. You know Jesus spoke about that, right? Like that's not cool. <laughs> it's not cool for his chill his people to hate their enemies. Like that's not that's not a okay thing. Uh, Jesus says, "What love your enemies." Mm. That's see the ungodly they hate their enemies. That's what the vile do. That's what people without the Holy Spirit. We talked about the Holy Spirit yesterday and Bayside. When the Holy Spirit is in your heart and living in you, you live by a different compass, man. There's a different true north. Now, if the Holy Spirit's not living in you, then the natural human tendency is to hate your enemies. But if you have the Holy Spirit of Jesus, the Spirit of the living God living in you, it should forbid you. It should arrest any temptation to hate your enemy. Hmm? Yeah. It There should be like, whoa, I can't do that. I know my human desires want to do that, but my the spirit of God living in me, it just won't let me do that. We, we we gotta I think we just gotta be a little more discerning about that, right? Like we're gonna because what will happen? We will lose our impact. <laughs> I mean, we will we will we look just like the unrighteous. We will look li- just like those who do not have the Spirit of God. We'll look exactly the same. We'll sound the same. We'll look the same. We'll behave the same. And everybody will, and everyone will rightly say, will rightly say, what difference does that make? And the answer will be none. The answer will be none. And... Um, but the good news is, that there will always be a a remnant of people who take the word of God seriously, take the uh, the the nudging and the convicting of the Holy Spirit um, seriously, and uh, and will be salt and light uh, in the world. So that's what we need to be, man. That's what this is about. This is about taking the words of god to word of God seriously. We don't take ourselves seriously, right? We mess up. We we're, we we're, we you know we we do crazy things, but we take the word of God seriously. And we take the word of God's uh, authority over our lives. We take that very seriously. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's jump on over to C.S. Lewis. Oh, real temptation. Maybe he's gonna talk about what we're talking about. Who knows? Who knows? Real temptation. This is from uh, C.S. Lewis from an excerpt from his book Mere Christianity. Um. And so let's see what he has to say. This is the reading for, for today, September 19th. You may remember, actually we don't, C.S. Lewis. We just jumped in, bro. We don't remember nothing. <laughs> but let's see what he said. You may remember I said that the first step towards humility was to realize that one is proud. Makes sense. That makes sense. Um, if you want to begin to be humble, you got you to gotta be able to identify the, the the pride in your own life, right? Um, when I, yeah, the most, uh, the most, uh, proud for proud and arrogant people are the ones who don't realize that they're proud and arrogant, right? They don't see it. It's like, man, this dude, like he he is so arrogant. He, He don't see it. Right. But once you begin to identify the arrogance in your own heart, then that's the first step towards humility. Right. I get that. I want to add now that the next step is to make some serious attempt to practice the Christian virtues. A week is not enough. So practicing Christian virtues for just one week ain't enough. <laughs> it's like, you know, I'm gonna give it a shot. I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give it the old college try for one week. No, <laughs> like, no, 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 Hold on now. He said, hold on. You're gonna take you a little bit more than that. Because here's what he says in the good English uh, dialect here: things often go swimmingly for the first week. What's well, easy, man? You, you try for a first week, like I'm gonna be, I'm gonna love my neighbor for a week. He's like, Oh, that's pretty easy for a week, but try doing it for a lifetime. I'm gonna be, uh, I'm gonna live godly. I'm gonna uh, live uh, humbly for uh, for the Lord. Uh, one week, you you might find a week you can handle that. He says, but well, here you go. Try six weeks. <laughs> By that time, having as far as one can see, fallen back completely or even fallen lower than the point one began from, one will have discovered some truths about oneself. Uh, like, uh, yeah, Like, you, yeah, you go after humility, for example. After one week, you're going to be like, oh, that's easy. Try six weeks. You're going to discover, wow, I don't even know if I'm any better off than where I started. I'm not very good at this. I'm not very good at this loving my neighbor stuff. I'm not very good at this gentleness, kindness, self-control. I'm not I kind of suck at this deal. He's like, not only will you fall him back completely, perhaps, but you may have found yourself falling back lower than the point from which you began. No man knows how bad he is till he tries very hard to be good. Wow, Wow. No one knows how arrogant they are until they try to be humble. So you, when, you're, when, you, uh, when you're trying to be humble, you realize the arrogance that is in your life. When you're trying to be uh, loving, you realize how much uh, selfishness you have in your life. It's not until you start trying to do the right things that you discover how much of the wrong things are in you. Come on, somebody. Come on. That's the truth right there. No man knows how bad he is till he tries very hard to be good. A silly idea is current that good people do not know what temptation means. That is an obvious lie. (laughs) (laughs) Only those who try to resist temptation know how strong it is. Ooh, 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 ooh. You hear what he's saying? He's like, those who just regularly succumb to their sin have no idea how strong temptation is why because they regularly succumb to sin <laughs> those who are who live in arrogance have no idea how hard it is to be humble why because they never try to be <laughs> those who you know are filled with uh selfishness have no idea how hard it is to love others and put others first why because they never do it that's his point only those who try to resist temptation know how strong it is no one understands how hard the battle is unless you're in the battle come on yeah people who aren't in the battle don't understand how hard the battle is oh come on you, you know just like just like people who deal with certain sins or certain temptations like you don't know how hard it is because you're not in that battle you have no idea you may know how temptation in general how strong it is, but you don't understand exactly their battle because you're not in that battle. There he goes. Only those who try to resist temptation know how strong it is. After all, you find out the strength of the German army by fighting against it, not by giving into it. Mm. So, those who, uh, man, that's just again a, a reminder for us as people of God. We got to be in the battle, man. We got to fight against sin. We got to fight against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. We got to fight against the wickedness of this world. We got to stand against it. Someone's like, you know, we don't understand how how hard it can be. It's because we're not fighting against it. We're just going with the flow. But when we do, and most of us are, you know, you're fighting against it. You realize, wow, this is a battle, man. You, how do you learn how hard how strong the the uh, the German army is you by fighting against it remember C.S. lewis is speaking during uh world war 1 world war 2 era so you know there's a lot of uh you know fighting the germans you find out your strength you find out the strength of the wind by trying to walk against it not by laying down ooh just mm mm mm, mm. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That visual reminds me of like every hurricane season when the weatherman goes out there, you know, cue the flying 10. And then, you know, they start the camera and the tin goes flying by. Cue the 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 bending light post. And the guy goes out there in like 40 miles per hour wind, you know, it's like Ow. I can hardly stand up out here, y'all. The wind is howling gust up to 45 miles an hour. <laughs> You're like, dude, what? <laughs> I ride my bike in higher, in higher winds than that. No, but anyway. <laughs> but how do you know the strength of the wind? <laughs> by getting in it, not by lying down. Yeah, by getting in it. A man who gives in to temptation after five minutes simply does not know how it would have been like an hour later. That is why bad people, in one sense, know very little about badness. Ooh. Hmm. Arrogance, see, that's the thing. Arrogant people know very little about arrogance. Why? Because they're just in it. They just all up in it. They just all they got it all on them. They all over it. They all in the arrogance; they don't see it. Just like people who are rude, rude people don't see how painful rudeness is. Because why they all got all up in the rudeness. That is why bad people, in one sense, know very little about badness. Sinful people, uh, who just are in sin, don't realize the destruction of sin. They don't really re- realize the 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 sinfulness of sin, the the messed upness of it. Why? Because they're just in it. They're just in it, man. They're not fighting against it. They're just, they're just, (laughs) they're just wallowing around in it. (laughs) They just, you know, just, yeah, they don't see it. They have lived, and watch this, this is awesome. Uh, That is why bad people, in one sense, know very little about badness. They have lived a sheltered life. By always giving in. Ooh, hear that, guys. That's the that's that's powerful. You see, because Christians, we often get the rap like, Christians live such a sheltered life. You know, they always, you know, they 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 go to church and they read the Bible and they get in their little small groups and they just try to do good things to the world and they just try to be nice to people and love their enemies. Yeah, you know what? That's because we're in the fight. Those of you that don't care about any of that, the world that doesn't care about that, the world that doesn't care about putting God first and putting others first and living a life of godliness and holiness they they're, they are the ones living a sheltered life they have no idea the temptation they have no idea the battle that's that that rages around them why because they're not standing against the wind they're laying down in it it's Christians Christians aren't the ones that are living a sheltered life man we in the battle we're the ones fighting this this war to bring Peace and grace and hope and love and truth to this world that doesn't, for the most part, want to hear it. We're in the battle. We we know what it's like. Those who uh, those who aren't in the battle, they're the ones living the sheltered life. You know, people say, "Man, you're living in a, those all those kids that live that grew up in Christian homes, they live such a sheltered life." Now, there's some truth to that to some degree. Some have. I'll tell you what. Some of those kids that grew up in Christian homes, they they know the battle better than anybody else. Because they in the battle. They understand darkness and light. They've been taught good from evil. And so they they know it when they see it. They have they aren't the ones living a sheltered life. The one that's lived a sheltered life that's not prepared for the fight that they're going to be in is the kid that has been given no spiritual grounding, no spiritual direction, no uh, no lens through which to see the world, good and evil. So they're just laying down in this darkness and they're being consumed by it. They're the ones that are unfortunately are living a sheltered life. So should you bring your kids to church? Yes. Should you read the Bible? Yes. Should you have your home filled with prayer? Yes. So that you aren't raising sheltered children. Mm, mm, mm. All right. We're about to wrap up here. We never find out the strength of the evil impulse inside us until we try to fight it. And Christ, because He was the only man who never yielded to temptation, is also the only man who knows to the full what temptation means. The only complete realist. Ooh, I love it. I love it. See, see, he's turning it. People saying, "Well, Christians just aren't realists. They just gotta live in this world, and you know it's full of sin, and they just gotta live in, it and they don't really understand what, what life is really about." No, actually, it's just the opposite. Jesus Christ, who. uh Endured all of sin and with uh, all of, te- I'm sorry, endured all of temptation yet without sin, uh, knew more about what reality really was. He was the purest, the truest realist there is. Yeah. All right, you guys, thanks so much for being on. Man, we're going a little long today. Monday, you know how it is. We get a little, we get a little wordy on Monday. <laughs> so, all right, you guys, let's pray. Let's pray. Thanks so much for being on today. You guys are awesome. Lord, thanks so much for your word. Thank you for. Thoughts, uh, the ability to think and to contemplate these ideas. Thank you for giving us your word that is living and powerful and is our weapon in this war that we battle, uh, not only in the world, but also in our own minds, Lord. We pray that we would be salt and light, Lord, this week, today, that we would be salt and light, that we would not echo the thoughts and beliefs and ideas of the world, but we would be those who uh, speak and stand for the truth. May we stand in kindness and gentleness and self-control and holiness and goodness, but may we stand. Lord, I pray your blessing upon your people. Thank you for my friends. May you bless them today and give them a great day in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. You can find me, Pastor Terry, and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at BaysideChurchSH. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.